My name is Leslie and I am your host. Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to part two of the Moving Out of a Toxic Hispanic Household episode. If you're new, welcome. In my last episode, I spoke about the emotional and mental aspects of moving out of a toxic Hispanic household from my own point of view. If you haven't checked it out, it is my second episode, so make sure to go here if you're interested. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you tactical steps to actually move out. I'll be breaking down the financial aspect of moving out and how to create an efficient plan. So if you're planning to move out of your home but don't know where or how to start, this is the right episode for you. I just want to quickly say that you should be very proud of yourself for embarking on this journey. I know how scary and intimidating this whole process can be, so I'm here to break it down for you so it's easier for you to navigate. I also created a moving out checklist for you. It is in my Etsy shop if you're interested. I wanted to make it affordable for you so it's only $1. I will leave the details in my show notes and let's get started. Alright, so the first thing you want to do is have a pen and paper ready or any digital device that you use to take down notes. If you plan on purchasing the moving out package, you can just listen and take down notes whenever you want. I would personally dedicate a whole planner or notebook just for moving out, that way you can refer back to it whenever you need to. Alright you guys, so this is where you want to get your pen and paper ready. So the first thing you want to do is evaluate your current financial situation. Basically, you want to figure out how much money you currently have and how much you're going to need. To figure out how much money you have, you will be creating a list of your monthly income and you're going to break this down into how often you get paid. So if you get paid weekly, you'll be putting down roughly four paychecks. If you get paid bi-monthly, it'll be two and so on and so forth. If you don't have a job, this is the time to start looking for one. And if you work for yourself, I would recommend putting down an estimated amount on the minimum amount that you bring in. Now, once you have each amount down, you'll be adding the total, and this total shows you your overall monthly income. Now, if you have monthly expenses such as groceries, gas, or if you're currently paying rent at home or any other bills, you're going to write all of your monthly expenses down, and this includes anything that you pay weekly, monthly, and annually. You're then going to add it all up and subtract your monthly income from your monthly expenses. By doing this, it will let you know how much money you have after all your bills for the month, and it will be considered your monthly budget. Now, if you have a positive amount left, then it'll be considered a surplus. If you're doing the numbers and you find yourself in a negative, that is considered a deficit and it's an indicator that you need to increase your income. And there's different ways that you guys can increase your income, such as finding a side hustle, asking for a raise, finding a part-time job, or selling items from your house. Now, I should have mentioned this earlier, but I would recommend you to find a safe and calm place where you can sit down and do your numbers. That way you can be really intentional and focused on the plan. And if you plan to move out with your significant other or a roommate, a friend, or whatever, then I would recommend you to do this with them so you can both be on the same page. Now, if you feel like this is a bit overwhelming, I do have a digital and printable budget planner available in my Etsy shop as well to purchase if you're interested. I know I already said this, but you may get overwhelmed, so let me remind you that it's okay. This is all new to you, so it's normal to feel overwhelmed. Just remember to take it at your own pace. Remind yourself that ultimately, You're doing this to help yourself. And yes, paying more sucks. Being an adult and paying bills sucks ass. But I wouldn't want to do it any other way. The peace that comes with having your own place, trust me, it's irreplaceable. And you deserve that. 
Know that you deserve the best and you deserve to have your own place to call home. Don't ever forget that. All right, so now that you did your budget, you're gonna calculate how much money you're going to need and you will be looking at three different costs for this. We're gonna talk about the upfront cost, ongoing cost, and the startup cost. So first, we're gonna start off with the upfront cost. And this includes everything that you will end up paying upfront once you apply for that apartment and get accepted. And this will include things such as the application fee. Now, these vary. Some places don't charge an application fee, but most of them do, and they can range from as low as $30 to $40, up to like $60-ish, sometimes even more, you guys. And if you plan on applying at more than one place, then I would save money on the side for just this cost. And then after that would be the rent. So that's why it's important to know how much you can afford depending on your income, the deposit as well. So most of the time you'll see um, on applications that will say a deposit and a half required. And what that basically means is a month and a half worth of rent for the deposit and the deposit would just be used to secure your place and when you move out if everything is in good standing then you end up receiving your deposit back they also ask for a key deposit which honestly is so ridiculous to me but it is what it is and also moving expenses so if you plan on hiring a moving company look for the best offers what my boyfriend and i ended up doing was we rented a moving truck for a few hours and made a lot of car trips my soda ended up helping us so shout out to her but we strategically planned it that we had two cars at that time. So my mother-in-law would drive one, I would drive one, and my boyfriend drove the truck. So we kind of got it all done in one day. And the last thing you will need to include in your upfront cost is the connection fees for your utilities. This was honestly easy for me because I was able to set everything up online for my electric bill. All I did was Google the electric company provider and I went to their app and created an account. It asked me for my move-in day and I actually scheduled it to be installed a day or two before my actual move-in day. So by the time I moved in, it had already been taken care of. I did the same thing for my Wi-Fi, so those are just some pointers to keep in mind. Alright, so just a quick recap, I recommend you to keep your upfront costs separate and add up the total amount from your application fees, the rent and deposit. As I mentioned, they are usually together the key deposit fee, moving expenses, and connection fees. And sometimes places ask to have home insurance, so you can add that as well. Now, I'm from New Jersey. I'm not sure if home insurance is very, but I got from an app called Lemonade. Now, this isn't sponsored, but Lemonade is a home insurance app that I use, and it's honestly so cheap, you guys. I think it's like $12 or 11 something. So I would personally recommend that. I haven't had any issues with it. But that's just my take. You guys can look around. That's why the more time you give yourself, the more time you'll have to prepare for things like this and you can find the best deals. Okay, guys, so now we're moving on to the ongoing fees. And these will essentially become part of your monthly expenses. This includes things like rent, gas, electricity, water, parking fees. And as I mentioned, some places require home insurance, so you want to add that in as well. Now, don't worry. Later throughout this episode, I will be giving you tips on how to find deals and ways to save your money. Now, of course, all these costs will vary depending on the apartment or place you rent. So you're going to want to keep all this information for all of them so you can later come back to it and compare and find what works best for you. And finally, you'll have a list for your startup cost. Now, this includes all the basic essentials that you'll need for your new place, such as cleaning supplies, kitchen essentials, plates, spoons, a bed, or even if it's just a colchon or an inflatable mattress. Listen, you guys. Don't be ashamed of how you start. Don't feel the need to buy everything all at once or go into debt buying expensive furniture. Just get your basics to get you by and then later on you can customize once you settle down. I remember when my boyfriend and I moved out, we actually had basically everything. 
but that's because we were prepared and we planned ahead. If you listen to part one of this, you know that I talked about living in the basement with my boyfriend for a few years before we had our own place and when we started to save up, my boyfriend was constantly looking for deals on Facebook market and every time he found something on sale, we would buy it. We honestly got most of our furniture for free too. I remember one time my boyfriend's aunt called him to let us know that there was furniture for free. There was this old man who she would help and he mentioned to her that he was actually moving back to Greece and if she knew anyone who needed furniture, he was actually giving it all away for free. So we ended up going and we got a dining room table, a desk, and a couch. And then another time while me and my boyfriend were working out, we were going for a run or a walk around the neighborhood and we actually saw one of our neighbors um giving away his couch like he was putting it out i'm assuming for like a yard sale or something and we ended up um looking at it and he was like hey are you guys interested in this and we were like yeah he was like okay well you guys can keep it we just got a new one so we were like are you serious and it looked brand new you guys so we ended up taking it home with us and we did disinfect it we cleaned it we made sure it had like you know nothing nasty on it but we have it to this day you guys so like i said take your time look around walk around your neighborhood or go to garage sales and facebook market all right so back to topic you want to have a list of the total cost for each category the upfront cost ongoing cost and your startup cost you will now use these numbers to evaluate how much rent you can afford to do this you will use the budget plan that you created and you're going to insert your ongoing cost to your monthly expenses and play with the numbers such as the rent price and utility cost and while you do this, you want to ask yourself, how much can I afford without going into a deficit? And remember, a deficit is just going into a negative and you don't want to do that. This amount will then become the maximum rent price that you can afford. And once you have that maximum amount in your three categories, these will now be your baseline saving goals. And aside from your saving goals, you also want to start an emergency fund if you don't have one already. And an emergency fund is a savings fund for any emergencies. I always recommend to start with an initial 1K and then move up to cover at least one month worth of overall monthly expenses. Now, if 1K seems like too much for you, break it down and turn them into simpler goals like 500, and then from 500, you can even break it down to 100, and so on and so forth. I know it's a lot of saving to do, but an emergency fund is so important, you guys, because it'll give you something to fall back on in case of any future emergencies, and you don't wanna be left struggling to make ends meet. So now that you have your four saving goals, you can start the saving process. Now that you know how much you have, how much you need, and how much you can afford, we're going to focus on putting you in the best position. You want to take these factors into consideration, your living expectations, and your credit score. So this is where your numbers are going to get more accurate. You want to start apartment hunting while you're saving. You will be doing this by looking at the current market. And what this basically means is doing your research by searching online, whether through Zillow, apartment.com, Facebook market or simply typing in apartments near me, you will start seeing listings available. This will give you a general idea on how much rent costs in today's market. And you want to look at it frequently so you can start picking up on trends and what's being rented and what's not being rented. As you become more used to it, you want to start nitpicking. What kind of places are you looking for? And you want to base this around your budget. I recommend places that include gas and water in the rent price that saves you money or free parking. You want to take a closer look at the amenities of the place as well. And if you're wondering what the fuck are amenities, it's a list of what the apartment includes, such as free parking, gas, and water, garbage included, and you will come up with a list of what you definitely must have, what you want but you can be okay without, and what you don't want. And this will be up to your preference, but some things to consider are parking, safety, location, 
Is it pet friendly? Do you own any pets? Will they allow pets? Do you have to pay rent for these pets? Does it have a backyard or a nearby park? How is the neighborhood around it? Is it more on the calm side or is it more of a city lifestyle? You also want to check reviews. Most of the time places have 3D tours now so you can virtually see the place. You can call and ask for a tour. If you do decide to reach out, I always recommend you to use a professional email and style. You want to stay professional. When you go on these tours or open houses, you want to arrive early and have a checklist with you. Ask as many questions as you have. Now keep in mind, you have competition around you, so you always want to be a step ahead. Go to the open houses early and you want to check these places before applying to them. I remember when my boyfriend and I were checking some places, they made it mandatory to pay a fee to see the place first. And I would always steer away from those because what the fuck, I am not going to pay before I see a place. And then having to pay an application fee after that, no. I also remember once I went to an open house during my lunch break and I remember the woman who showed me the place kept looking at me and my boyfriend so dirty and she was asking us way too many questions and making comments like, are you sure you can afford this? And like she would look at us up and down and I just felt like it was so fucked up but I didn't know any better at the time. So just know that unless you're sitting down with the leasing agent and actually applying with them, they don't need to know the answers to these questions on how much you'll make. Now, sometimes it will come off with good intention, like sometimes they want to work around your price range, but you'll kind of get the tone of it. So just follow your gut and stay professional, stay courteous. But if you feel like a bad vibe or you don't like the place, don't lose hope. There's going to be a place that you eventually want and like. Now, if you're going to go see places that you find online, for example, on Facebook Market, make sure they're legit. A lot of the times it's a scam or they won't show many pictures. Those are red flags to me, so just be mindful of that. And please don't ever go alone to these places. You want to go with someone because it can be a sick road out here. Just trust your gut and you'll know. Now, let's say you have yourself situated already. You have a list of your expectations, you're adequately searching the market, and you're saving up. You want to take the second factor into consideration, your credit score. Now, many places ask for your credit score because they want to make sure you're able to pay the rent. So if your credit isn't looking too good right now, I would focus on bringing it up. I have some tips on my TikTok if you want to check it out. If not, some things that can help you to raise your credit score is to lower your debt, keep your utilization under 10%, and don't close any lines of credit. This can negatively impact your score. You can also get a free copy of your credit report at annualcreditreport.com and your credit score at creditkarma.com. Now, this isn't sponsored, by the way. These are just some tools that help me, and I hope they help you. All right, so let's say you already have your savings ready and you checked and found a place that you would like to apply for and you're asking yourself, when do I actually start applying? You want to start applying as soon as you have your finances ready and your credit score is in good shape, typically around your 700s. Mine was at 780, I believe at the time, so the higher, the better. If the places you're applying to run your credit, you want to make sure you're applying wisely because the more they run your credit, the lower it'll get. Now, keep in mind that when you apply, you want to have your two most recent pay stubs with you. As long as all the other um, finances that you need, like your upfront cost, you want to have that as well. Your income should be typically two to three times the rent. And I know, that's fucking ridiculous. But I just want to give you a fair warning because that can determine if you get the apartment or not. Now, let's say you're moving out on your own and you're trying to, like, you're struggling or figuring out, like, well, what if my income can't meet that? then you can always reach out to see if you can find a roommate, a friend, or if you're moving on with your significant other, what me and my boyfriend ended up doing, we combined and we both applied to the place, so both of our incomes met the requirements combined. 
So if that's just something to keep in mind if you're looking into doing that. Now, if you're opting for a room instead of an apartment or you're renting directly from a homeowner, they typically don't ask for credit scores or anything. So just make sure that you have a leasing contract because you want to make sure it's secured for you. Now, let's say you applied. You can always ask the leasing manager any further questions you may have and then you wait. I remember when my boyfriend and I applied, we were checking our emails 24-7. And it's funny because we actually got approved a week after, but the email got lost in my spam. So we didn't find out until the end of the month. I ended up calling, but they were like, yeah, you received an email. And I was like, oh my God, I was freaking out. But honestly, it's the best feeling ever. Okay, so now let's say you got approved and you got the apartment. Congratulations. And if you didn't, that's okay. Keep looking. You want to make sure that you read the lease before you sign it. I know it's very exciting and sometimes the lease can be overwhelming, but you want to make sure you read it before you sign it and you get a copy. And before moving in, you want to inspect the place. They won't tell you this for obvious reasons, but you always want to check your apartment before moving in and take pictures of everything and document it because sometimes some things will already be damaged and you don't want to be held responsible because they can keep your deposit so take pictures and take videos of everything for your own safekeeping and make sure you date them as well you can also let management know that's what i ended up doing because when we moved in the leasing manager actually gave us a whole checklist of every part of the room with everything so i was able to check off if everything was in good like in good condition but I honestly checked most of the things off because a lot of things were broken or the windows were so old, you guys. So I made a whole list and I went up to her in person and they ended up fixing it right away. So another thing you want to do is make sure that you speak up and advocate for yourself because they will not do it. So if let's say something's broken, you want to get it handled immediately. And sometimes you're going to have to be up there asked to fix things. You also want to make sure you make copies of your keys and you want to have a copy of your lease and file. I recommend a fireproof case and also keep multiple copies digitally just in case. And as I mentioned earlier, this is all a process. So you want to make sure you give yourself grace and take it at your own pace. Sometimes we feel in a rush, aka me, <laughs> but allow yourself enough time to begin the process and inform yourself as much as possible. It definitely took me a while to learn to be patient with saving, budgeting, worrying if I'm doing it right, and checking Zillow for literally hours and so on. But it's honestly a very rewarding feeling and experience. And remember, you should be very, very proud of yourself for wanting to do better. So cheers to you and to new beginnings. And let me tell you something. Don't let anyone dimmer your shine. Don't let anyone downplay your achievements, okay? Because whether you live or you're renting an apartment, a studio apartment or just a room be proud of it because only you know how hard you worked for it and no one else can tell you shit about it i remember when i moved out i was hesitant to bring it up to my cousins or some family members and when i did bring it up immediately they'd be like oh well is it a studio apartment and i'm like no but what if it was what's so wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it but you know, like some people would just be hating or some people would just want to know where you live or how much you pay just so they can be chismosos. But don't let that shit get to you. And listen, you don't have to give anyone an explanation. You don't have to let anyone know where you live, how much you're paying, none of that, okay? So make sure you stick your ground, okay? You got this. You're fucking strong. You're so capable and don't let anyone dimmer your shine. Anyways. Thank you so much for following me along. I wish you the best of luck on your journey. I hope this was helpful. If you're more of a visual learner like myself, please let me know and I'll make videos describing the process. As I mentioned, I will have my Etsy shop listed in the show notes where you can find the moving out checklist packet and my digital and printable budget planners. 
please rate and leave me a review so I can spread this message to everyone. Send this to a friend or anyone who you think may benefit from this. Once again, I truly appreciate you and your support. I love you and I will see you next week. Bye.